What's up, everybody? Welcome back to How About That Crypto, your home for crypto and Web3 news and updates with your host, Bitcoin Stylist. In today's news and updates, you are not, you're not going to like it. I got some information uh, that we must be kind of like stay open-minded and uh, don't forget that, you know, there's positive and negative things in the industry. I don't want to be some shiller, fraudster, con artist. I don't want to just listen to those people either, you know, because an idea is something powerful that is hard to let go of. And it can lead a person into ignoring warning signs whatever they may be. So what I'm trying to say is if we don't stay aware of the downside, the negative news around crypto and Web3, then uh, we might get burnt. Um, now, don't forget, this is not financial advice. You can leave, use links below to do your own research. Um, the stories are, are one of the U few U.S. banks that work with crypto companies calls it quits. Venture capitalists say the in industry doesn't want to launch new products. And another crypto bro got arrested. What does all this mean? Not to worry, I'll explain it all. Just please like, subscribe, follow. It helps make sure people get this information and you help kind of help spread the word about crypto. And um, it makes, uh, it helps us all. All right. So I hope you all had a good weekend. I had a great weekend. Uh, it never seems long enough, but I'm happy to be back to work. Do you have a New Year's resolution? Mine's all about health, habits, and productivity. Uh, we're staring down the barrel of continued inflation and recession and or maybe even World War III. Who knows? I mean, God, I hope not. So saving money should be in the cards, too. So that's simple. I'll just cut out alcohol. <laughs> At least uh, until April Fool's Day. That's right. I'm on a on a little fast here. I make exceptions for our one-month poker game. But other than that, I'm saving mad money for the next few months. Uh, I feel like it's perfect timing. I might continue this on even longer because uh, I think right now it's all it's a really good time to have cash on hand. OK, so let's get into the news today. Just uh, just like the macro outlook, crypto is not any better. We got more bad news in this space. Uh, so let's dive in. I'm going to share my screen. If you're listening on podcast, you can just listen up and uh or you can use the links and uh, follow along. All right. So let's see here. Okay. So author Jamie Crawley writes for CoinDesk. And the title of the article is Metropolitan Bank Heads for Crypto Exit. The bank cite cited recent developments in the crypto industry as one of the reasons for the move. I'm just going to play this little video for you and uh, so you can check it out. Um, I hope the audio is okay because I'm not at home today. I'm at a remote location, so uh, but you should be able to hear this. Remember when crypto was really hot and a bunch of banks rushed to service the sector? Well, crypto's not so hot anymore. FTX imploded. Regulators are warning banks not to deal with this stuff. And in turn, banks are not dealing with this stuff. Metropolitan Bank is one of those. They had about four or five, I think, uh, institutional crypto customers. They said, you know what? This is more trouble than it's worth. We're... We're just nuking the crypto aspect of our business. Them, uh, I think uh, Customers Bank here in Pennsylvania, several others sort of rushed to fill this niche. And now we're seeing some, as evidenced by Metropolitan, rushing to exit it. What does it all mean? This is obviously a crypto winter story. The tourists seem to be leaving from the banking sector. I toss it to Will. What do you got? 
Yeah, this brings me back to 2020 when we're talking about a lot of different exchanges or a lot of different exchanges going to banks and a lot of different banks coming to the crypto sector trying to court new customers, right? Because this was the the talk of the town at that time. This was institutions coming into crypto, banks coming into crypto, everyone wanting to be above board and regulated. And so there was a lot of talk of here of Coinbase, which bank are you going to end up with and which bank are you going to court and which bank is going to accept you? These were things that dominated headlines in 2020 and 2021. Now we're post-bull we're looking to bear market and banks are hmm, maybe that wasn't the best idea to get involved with that industry because there's a lot of uh, hyper financialization a lot of ponzi schemes and a lot of wreckage and carnage they just don't want to be a part of another headline we, we have here from the block talks about three federal regulators issuing warnings to the banking sector about their involvement with crypto that's the federal reserve the office of the comptroller of the currency and the federal deposit insurance corporation all put out a warning recently saying maybe don't be involved with crypto right now, or if you are going to be involved with it, make sure you are working with a team that is above board and following. Okay, so that's, I think you're going to probably, you know, hopefully we don't see any more of this. This is uh, really important. So think about it. If crypto and the fiat, uh, the fiat financial system, they're not connected. So you need banks to enable you to allow it, you know, to take deposits so that you could put them on exchange and sell sell the fiat currency for a cryptocurrency or other item or other or other digital assets. Well, you can buy other digital assets with other crypto, but how do you get the crypto? So what I'm what I what I when I listen to this, I hear a ton. All of the top bank regulators are saying basically avoid stay away from the risks and you remember well you might not remember but uh, elizabeth warren is very anti-crypto and she's got some other people in her in her in her uh in her like uh team on her team the anti-crypto team and they're kind of cozying up with all the banking regulators and being like or maybe not cozying up maybe they already are i don't know but anyway the point is they wrote a letter to all these different reg banking regulators, you know, trying to pressure them to uh, pressure the banks to uh, kind of disconnect uh, the they don't like crypto. So this is just another move that we should be very worried about and paying paying a lot of attention to. All right. So let me know what you think about this. Uh, leave a comment below and I'm going to move on to the next article. This article is by Carrie McMahon and Ryan Weeks. It's on the block. And the title is Crypto VCs Say Half Their Token Bets Are Sidelined With No Launch Date in Sight. So I thought this was really fascinating. A growing number of crypto VCs are reporting that at least half of their portfolio companies are holding back token launches. The myriad of headwinds from regulatory concerns to exchange fees means there still isn't clear launch date in sight. So I'm just going to read a couple of things from here. Um, let's see here. Of the one, so there's this one. They're talking about this one specific venture capital group, Spartan Group, one of the more active investors in decentralized finance. Well, of the 108 projects that Spartan has backed through a 110 million dollar DeFi fund, less than 40 percent have listed on exchanges, according to an investment report for the third quarter of 2022. Kevin Coe, managing partner at Spartan Labs, said the fund in question invests in early stage startups and part of its returns, even for the projects that have launched tokens, are unrealized. 
around 60% are yet to launch. And due to the FTX exposure, around 3% are on live support. And that's out of 89 investments that they've they've invested in, or 89 invest, uh, companies that they've invested in. Uh, here we go. Listing a token can be a liquidity event for the founding team and early investors allowing them to cash out some of their stake. So that's kind of one of the big problems is all these scam coins, they hype it up and promote it and then they do this launch and they can restrict the amount of money or restrict the amount of tokens and then uh, they can manipulate the tokens by buying and selling them and moving moving them around a lot, which causes uh, with low liquidity, which causes their price to spike. And uh, so, so it's just a big manipulation or... Or they're not necessarily doing it on purpose, but uh, but like venture capitalists will come in, they'll invest in a project, and they'll get in a liquidity event where they can sell some of their crypto, and basically they're unloading their their crypto into the public, and the retail investors are just buying up these coins that the that the VCs are able to realize their returns way faster than in other investments. So I think that this is actually a good thing. But I think it's also a sign that the industry is kind of slowing down. But also, like, why would you want to launch your coins knowing that you could be sued by the SEC for uh, for unreg uh, the sale of unregistered securities? So check this out. I would say a lot of tokens got launched early pre-product in the bull market because it was a marketing and adoption tool, whereas now it's more of a distraction. Projects will wait until the token is an integral part of the project before launching them now. That makes a lot of sense. Like I've even seen some projects say that they'll they'll sell the tokens or sorry, they'll there'll be like a, some sort of event where you can kind of sign up to get free uh, free tokens and a small group of people will get a, a, a small allocation of the tokens. And once they but they're KYC you. So like you'll have to open up a wallet with them, give them do they'll KYC, make sure that they know who you are, like get your passport or your driver's license, your social security number. And then if you agree to KYC, they'll in exchange, you'll get tokens. And then I think that I think one of the strategies here is to give give to be able to say, hey, like we didn't actually sell these tokens to increase in value and people just signed up to be part of this. And so the initial sale of these tokens wasn't actually a sale. We just gave them away and we gave them away to KYC. So they're taking care of anti-money laundering and, um, and know your customer regulations, which are really important to the banking sector. And, um, and they're not selling the initial, the first round of, of coins, they're giving them away. So that's one thing I've seen. Um, this is also saying that projects will build their actual project and uh, wait until the tokens can actually kind of be used for different things. You know, like some projects would drop the token, but you couldn't stake. Uh, you couldn't provide, you, there was no real place to provide a liquidity pool, except for maybe in like Uniswap or something like that. But they didn't have their own, their own ecosystem or anything like that. Uh, okay. So I'm going to scroll down here. Appetite for token launches among founders and investors had been dwindling for most of 2020 year, 2022, a year marred by May's failure of the Terra Luna stablecoin ecosystem. Then it came to a screeching halt following the class of exchange, crypto exchange FTX and its sister trading Alameda. The retreat came down 
to a combination of factors from a worsening macro environment, which zapped market liquidity, to increased regulatory scrutiny on topics like whether tokens could be viewed as securities. Well, there you go. Um, they're saying that. Yeah, so there you go. I mean, that's I think that kind of tells you a lot. It tells you one there's not the crypto market has severely slowed we're definitely in the midst of a crypto winter um hopefully it's not an ice age <laughs> an ice age would be like years before we see another bull market uh and we're also but we the good thing is we're seeing that investors and uh developers and entrepreneurs are thinking about about regulation as they go in so they can be above board, which kind of plays into this other thing about the banks want, not wanting to work with crypto companies. So we don't want that. We want above board. We want to get rid of all the scams. We want to get rid of all the people who are just in here for the money. We want to keep, we want to be in a place where people are here that are building and they're inside of the space because they believe in it and they see the potential. Um, all right. Let me know what you think about this. That's, uh, that's, that's that news. And then I just want to end with this little uh, thing here. Another crypto bro gets arrested. This is author Cheyenne Ligon, and it's on Coindesk. And the title of the article is Brother of Criminal Bitcoin Mixing CEO Pleads Guilty to Stealing 712 Bitcoins from IRS. Gary Harmon, brother of Helix CEO Larry Harmon, stole his brother's forfeited crypto right out from under the IRS's nose and spent it extravagantly. Here, there's a picture of him in a bathtub. This is a bathtub with $100,001 uh, bills, and uh, you can't really see around it, but it's a bunch of strippers. And, um, and apparently this whole thing, it says down here that he spent you got $15,000 for a dancer fee, $25,000 for the room, and $122,000 to swim in a pool of $100,000. I wonder if he got to keep the $100,000. Did he pay? He could have just like exchanged his money for $1 bills and hired a bunch of strippers. I feel like it would have been way cheaper. Anyway, the point is the guy is just like, you know, was was kind of i think he had to move back home and like they had the family had to do a gofundme page because the brother got arrested and if you don't know larry Harmon is the ceo of darknet crypto mixing service helix he was arrested in 2020 he pleaded guilty to wire fraud and uh something else but um the interesting thing about his case is it set a precedent for arresting people for creating a protocol online so it's not like the Silk Road guy who was was facilitating exchanges and he was actually involved in some of these these deals. And uh, he was like even even like apparently, I guess uh, he was hiring people like hitmen and stuff. So I'm pretty sure I read that. You can correct me if I'm wrong on that. But this is very different. If you design a protocol uh, for mixing for people to have privacy and then drug dealers use it, you don't know who's using it and you don't know who's doing it. Like the Silk Road was facilitating sales of illegal drugs, uh, sex trafficking and uh, and weapons and stuff like that and like assassination attempts. 
This is not the same. This is where you just plug in your wallet, you transfer the money, your money into a wallet, and it spits out other coins on the other side that are not connected to the original coins. So I don't really see how that he could be arrested. I mean, I don't know, but maybe there's more to it. But then we had that other guy get arrested in in uh in by like by Dutch police, and he had the other mixing service, the one that the Lazarus group used to uh to wash some of the money they stole from the Axie Infinity Bridge hack in the Lazarus group. Um, they they are connected to North Korea and raise, and finding money for the nuclear weapons program. So the guy, I mean, I don't know. What do you think? I don't think you should be arrested for that. Uh, anyway, this guy, on the other hand, this is pretty funny. So in a Cleveland man Gary Harmon, 31, pleaded guilty to one count each of wire fraud and obstruction of justice on Friday for stealing 712 Bitcoin from the IRS. The Bitcoins has been seized by law enforcement from his brother after he was his brother was arrested. And it says right here, hold on. <sighs> So there's something really funny. Okay. According to a newly released memorandum by prosecutors in August 2021, Gary Harmon used recovery seed words to recreate numerous wallets that belonged to his brother. In April 2020, he made a series of eight transfers from Larry's forfeited wallets, the treasure wallet being held in an IRS storage locker <laughs> to his own wallets. In total, the younger brother, Harmon, brother, purloined a total of 712 bitcoin from the irs worth 5.4 million dollars so basically you can recreate a wallet if you have the seed phrase so that's interesting so you can have like a hot a hot a cold wallet it could be somewhere else i guess you can buy another cold wallet and recover that wallet c phrase and it'll open up to give you your coins which is amazing so that's something that i learned i didn't know that i thought that once the money was in a hot wallet then your your keys were in there uh, and uh that's where they were physically but uh i guess not i guess it's all stored on the blockchain so you can recover as long as you have so if you lose your hardware wallet please someone uh correct me if i'm wrong but if you let's check that out real quick and then we'll wrap it up um can I restore a lost hardware wallet if I have seed phrase? You think the uh, chat GPT would be do a better job? It says uh, hardware wallet recovery seeds. You will need to use a recovery seed to regain access to your crypto assets if your hard wallet is reset, lost, on. Okay, so bam. If you have your seed phrase and you lose your heart, your hot, cold storage heart, uh, physical wallet then you can you can buy a new one and insert the seed recovery phrase and you can get access to your crypto so the seed phrase is the most important part all right anyway that's the news uh we got some really interesting news tomorrow uh big news and and a continuation of the story from dcg genesis and uh the you know are we waiting for this last shoe to drop is this going to tear the crypto part the crypto industry apart you can watch that uh yeah, yeah the last video if you want to know more about that otherwise i'll give you a little recap and an update tomorrow all right until then hodl on